You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this episode of the podcast, I chat to Nicola from at nicolas.library. Nicola is spelled N-I-K-O-L-A. On this episode, we do a little TBR roulette challenge where we have put in a whole bunch of different prompts into a little online generator and just answer the responses that come up. I've done a few of this style episode um, over the season, so if you are enjoying this episode format, please let me know. And there are no spoilers on this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Book Story and Podcast. Nicola, how are you this evening? I'm good, thanks again. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. As uh, we sort of had a little uh, discussion before, um, it's been a long day, but I'm really keen to just get into a bit of a book chat with you and hopefully you feel the same. Yes, thank you. So I always start with a icebreaker question for my guests and my icebreaker question for you is, what was the last five-star read you read? So it was actually um, the last one I finished and it was uh, Anyway, The Wind Blows from Rainbow Rubble. So um, to tell you more about the book, <laughs> it is um, the third from the series, which is the last one. Um, and it's about, you know, it's like the, the chosen one trope. So it's kind of a little bit, it started, the first one started to read like a Harry Potter fan fiction. But then it got really good in the second and third book. And um, yeah, it's kind of enemies to lovers and um, school of magic. One of them is dragon, other one is vampire. And I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's just so romantic and so nice. <laughs> and I love these kind of books when it like reads easy, but there is like a good plot and their characters grow and change. and they're just lovely. That sounds like a nice blend of genres and a, yeah. like romance a threading through. Yeah. Yeah. I do love fantasy books with romance. And this author, she generally writes um, contemporary. So it reads like contemporary, but it's, there is magic happening there. So it's really, it's really nice. I like it. Nice. My last five star read was Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, I'm a sucker for historical fiction, so much so that my friends jokingly say that it would be a drinking game when you listen to the podcast, the amount of times I say how much I love historical fiction. Um, But Malibu Rising is set in the 80s in uh, Malibu, and it follows the story of uh, the Reaver siblings who are children of Mick Reaver, who's kind of, I guess, like a Mick Jagger (laughs) sort of uh, character. And um, there's definitely a lot of character development. A lot of the characters like grow and change throughout the novel and there are flashbacks to their younger life and um, kind of the generational ties that either uh, tie people together or um, can rip them apart. And um, it's just a really, I love the writing style of Taylor Jenkins Reid. I really like uh, that it, it kept me sort of guessing until the last minute because there is a, 
there is a promise of a fire or something going up in flames on the blurb of the book. So you're waiting for that fire, whether it to whether it be a metaphorical fire or a real fire, right up until the very last line. So um, I really love Taylor Jenkins reads other books that I have read, and yeah, Malibu Rising was was certainly a five star read for me. Yeah, that's not really interesting. I didn't realize that the historical romance can be from 80s. I always, like, imagined it, like, at least 200 years set in the past. But I guess, yes, it is in the past. Yeah. Well, when you start to think about it, like, we're 2021. So the 80s were, like, 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's true. Somehow I always think it's like 20 years ago. Not that I lived in 80s yeah. anyway. <laughs> I've definitely seen a few memes going around lately that were like people in, like when we were like living yeah. in the 90s, um, like the 60s was 30 years ago for us. But people who are now like living yeah. now, like in the 20, 2020s, the 90s were 30 years ago to them. <laughs> so. Yeah. Puts it in perspective, yes. hey. Um, it is <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my husband about something and he was like, oh, that was like 20 years ago. And I'm thinking, oh, 20 years ago? I was like, I can already recall what I was doing 20 years ago. That's not cool. Yeah, it's a sign of getting older, I think, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, think so. I think so. But one thing that I think would be fair to say is keeping us young is our Bookstagram accounts. So Nicola, you have a Bookstagram account, but you also have a bookish product account. So I'm firstly going to ask you to describe your Bookstagram feed. And your Bookstagram feed is at nicolas.library and Nicola is spelt with a K. So Nicola, can you please describe your Bookstagram feed? Yeah, well, what I'm aiming for is a mix of books and my home and things that I love and my business and my cats. <laughs> so basically everything. Um, I'm trying to keep it kind of cozy and approachable, beautiful. I have my signature flowers. So the flowers are generally in all the photos. I would like to think that when you follow me, you would recognize it by the flowers. I don't know, <laughs> hopefully. Um, I changed the filter after a year and something, um, maybe two months ago. So it was a big change. I went from the like really cool tones into more creamy so yeah cats books food furniture and flowers flowers <laughs> that's me one thing that i also really like about your account is that you use the seasons to influence your book photos and the theme that goes uh, throughout each of those photos that you take so can you tell me how the seasons specifically inspire your photos yeah, so um, it's funny because, well, as you can tell by my accent, I'm from Europe, so <laughs> I have the seasons still set in the Northern Hemisphere kind of uh, thing. So um, now is the autumn coming soon. So from September, it's going to be like dried leaves and pumpkins, um, you know, like all the kind of typical Northern Hemisphere autumn stuff. Um, then the Christmas will start from um, 1st of November and that is my favorite time. So that's when I set up my Christmas tree and that's where I start with full-on decoration and everything Christmassy goes into the photos. Um, and then what I did last year is that um, after Christmas, I went to this 
um, very summery kind of thing, which kind of matches with Australian weather. And I did lemons and everything was yellow and everything was like really fresh. Um, yeah, and now I'm just into the basics because we are kind of in between the seasons. I feel like, oh, well, I don't want to do winter because it's winter in Australia, but because I will be doing winter in December. <laughs> I like that you have that connection to your heritage and that you, you use your book photos as a way of, of connecting to your roots. I think that's really nice. Um, yeah. You also make some beautiful bookish candles. So can you tell me what inspired you to start making candles that have connections to books? Yeah, so I mean, obviously I love reading, but then um, I also love our home, like the way we created the home and I, like, I just love the interior design. And when I was looking at the candles here in Australia, I just couldn't find anything that was not as whimsical. So everything is like beautiful glitter and beautiful full on colors, but it just doesn't match my living room. And my husband is not a reader at all. So um, <laughs> having that kind of decoration around the house is really not his style. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to create something that is um, inspired by books, but it's a little bit more subtle. And that's how the idea came. And then I started making candles and I realized how much I love making the scents. So the scent is basically my favorite part of the thing. Um, sometimes I buy them as like pre-made or I just something. And sometimes I just start from scratch. Um, yeah, and that would, I think that's what keeps me going because um, I just like to get the inspiration from the book. You know, like when you read about like the people, how they smell or what they eat and stuff like that. And it, Really, I think that the scent that if you burn it at the same time as you read, it can really transport you into that place. Or if you have a favorite book and you burn the candle, then it kind of like reminds you of the character and of the stuff that you enjoyed when you were reading the book. Do you have one off the top of your head that might be your favorite and how you sort of came up with your favorite and what, what that smells like? Let me have a look. Yes, so it's a reading, so it's from like the dictionary collection, and that's lilac and um, sweet plum. So lilac is my favorite, favorite, favorite flower, and I would use that instead of hydrangeas, but I just can't find any that are like silk and good quality. And plums are like my favorite food, and I was like <laughs> thinking, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna combine this? So I. Generally, how I start is that I like blend two with uh, Q-tips. I put them into a jar and I let it, let it sit for a few hours and then I smell it. And then you kind of balance that with different aromas. You go vanilla and lemon and grapefruit and stuff like that. And then you balance it. So it's kind of like, it smells nice. It's not just like two random um, scent blend together. And I somehow learned how to do that on my own. I was like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm impressed with myself. This is really interesting. I'm definitely um, very envious of how you can get that right, like scent palette 
to create a candle with all these different fl um, flavors or scents infused and how that can also translate to a story in a book. I think that's, I think it's really cool. And quite often when people like have a bath, there's a candle in a book or they sit down for mm -hmm. like an evening session of reading, there's a candle in a book. So it's a really nice accompaniment to have a, a candle. that smells like the book you're reading. <laughs> What I find really strange, though, is that sometimes I create a scent that I think smells like something and then people are like, no, this smells like something else. Um, the one that I did is for um, the Raven Boys and it's 300 Foxway. And I think that it smells like lemon glazed donuts. To me, that's how it smells. And then everyone said, that, no, it smells like Fruit Loops. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I never had both. Food, so I don't know how Fruit Loops smells. Yeah. <laughs> sickly sweet <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean when you think about lemon glazed donuts <laughs> well. well maybe you can market it next time around you could have a fruit loop edition and a lemon glazed donut and it's technically just the same scent <laughs> i could do that i could that's do that. make it easier <laughs> i know but the thing is that if i know that that's what fruit loops smells like i would call it fruit loops because it even matches the book better than the lemon glazed donuts <laughs> like Oh, well, next time. Do you have any uh, hints of what you might be creating next? Yes, yes. Uh, well, no hints. The next one is Halloween and then we are going for Christmas. So I'm pregnant, so I only have 14 weeks until uh, my baby arrives. So I will be starting selling the Halloween at the beginning of September and then Christmas at the beginning of October because I will be closing the shop in November. So I just need to, um, you know, make it a little bit sooner so people can get their presents. And I mean, with lockdowns and everything going on, I think it's better to do that because um, last year, the Australian Post was a little bit funky around Christmas. Definitely. Is there a, um, is there a Halloween scent that you're going to be creating? Well, I already have them made. I already have them made and um, I have one that is um, kind of smells like a baked goods um, with, with pumpkin and spice. Mm, delicious. Oh, salt. <laughs> Recommend <laughs> to everyone. Is there I any... Mean, and yes, the Instagram account or the Bookstagram account where you can find uh, each of these candles and just some absolutely beautiful photos showcasing the candles is at madeby.nicola. Is there anything else you want to tell my listeners about your candle making business? No, just go and have a look and see if you like something. <laughs> <laughs> and the lemon glazed might smell like Fruit Loops, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now I'm, now I'm kind of like, I think about it and I'm like, oh, well, I thought that this kind of the new one will smell like pumpkin bread and like delicious spiced uh, maple syrup and uh, people will be like no this smells like something else <laughs> as long as people don't we'll think see. it smells bad I think you're right <laughs> yeah it smells good it smells good and then you can kind of like make it your own yeah <laughs> so as we don't have a whole lot of books in common because you really love to read fantasy um, and I'm not a huge fantasy reader. And again, that's probably another thing in the drinking game um, or prompt in the drinking game. Uh, we are going to discuss TBRs. So books that are to be read for those of you who aren't in the bookstagram world and don't quite understand what TBR means. 
So uh, I've put a bunch of random prompts into a generator and we're going to spin the wheel and see what comes up and whatever comes up, we're going to talk about. So these books could be sitting on our shelves. They could be in our story graph or Goodreads list. Um, maybe they're just in a list on our phone. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but we're going to share with you what's currently on our TBRs according to the prompts. So Nicola, are you ready to spin the wheel? I am ready. All right, I'm going to share my screen so we can do this in real time together. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you can see that now. All right, I you ready? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm ready. Okay, so our first prompt is the book on your TBR list with the ugliest cover. Oh, yes, and I can, because we have this thing, I can even show you. So it is. Sorry, it is the Looking Glass Wars. So this is the ugliest one that I have. Oh, it's, it's very metallic. Like, it is very metallic. It's like silver mirror glaze kind of thing. And it looks like a card kind of play card. It's just not a nice design. It's, not, it's by uh, Frank Better and it's Alice in Wonderland retelling. So I'm looking forward to this very much so. Um, I got it at Bookfest for $3. <laughs> I can actually see like the glare coming off the book onto you yes. as you speak. That's how like glare yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> like it is very, it is very like maybe you can even see yourself in it. Like it is crazy and it's, it's not pretty. It's going hey. to be also really hard to take a photo of that for Bookstagram because yes. of the, gl the glare. <laughs> Well, maybe I will do the one, you know, when you like open it on the first uh, one. And then... Oh, yeah. That looks that's also nice. ugly. At least it doesn't blind you. Yeah, that's right. Because this one, I can play with my kids with the <laughs> disc. What is your one that is the ugliest? Um, so I felt really bad when this prompt came up, when I was looking at the prompts. I was like, oh, I feel so harsh because like... You know, people do have a, put a lot of time and effort and energy into making their book covers. So I picked the one that's the most plain to me. Um, ooh, that, that goes my shortest book. Um, it's called The Silent Patient by Alex Michelades. And yeah, I just, it, it's, a, it's a chair set against like a bleak kind of hospital background and um, although the story sounds really good the cover is probably not the most grabbing of covers that I have on my shelf mm. I love how you are like apologizing in the front being like sorry people I know you but then I'm like this is not listening <laughs> oh, it's okay <laughs> sorry to the frank <laughs> man I apologize for being harsh on your book cover the, the likelihood that the person who created either of those covers yes. is listening to the podcast is probably pretty slim. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but still. Um, yeah, maybe like the one time I really bag out a cover of a book, that's when the cover artist is listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But just think I'm like, oh, maybe this wasn't the best thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. All good. All right, let, it, let uh, us spin the wheel again. Let's look. Okay, a book from your TBR list that you associate with a favourite person, place or thing. 
Yes, so um, it is, it is uh, Kingdom of the Wicked. And it is by Kerry uh, Maniscalco, <laughs> maybe. It is an Italian name, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, my beautiful friend Ash um, bought it for me for my birthday. So yeah, it's very special. And I made candle for like specifically for it. Um, because I was inspired and yeah it's a beauty I love the book itself um, because it's kind of set in Italy and I'm partly Italian and um, her husband comes from Italy so it's kind of like meant to be <laughs> it's the perfect gift from her love it it's a nice um, like connection of different cultures I suppose and that uh, mm. it's a good thing for you and her to connect over as well which is really nice yeah um, mine is um, My Brilliant Friend by Eleanor Ferrante, which is also Italian, I believe. Um, and my best friend bought this for me for my birthday last year. And, sh- and uh, we've been friends since we were like three years old or probably even younger. And our parents put us together and I bit her. Fun fact. Um, but we're still friends now. And uh, she, yeah, she gave it to me because she said it's, it's about two little girls growing up together. And um, I haven't sunk my teeth into it yet. I've attempted to pick it up and I've put it back down again. Um, Just a need to find the right time. But uh, it is a part of a quartet, I believe, of of stories that follows these two girls. I might be wrong um, on that, but I certainly know that um, the first first book starts with one of the friends leaving the other friend. um, And the friend who's left has left behind her son. Um, And that's sort of where the dialogue sort of starts I think he I think he's like grown up son like not like abandoned completely but okay. yeah so that that's mine it, um associated with my best friend as well so there we go spinning yeah so we're gonna spin the wheel again is there one that you really want to come up I have no preference <laughs> excellent that's good and there's fewer on there now all right okay good one the shortest book by pages on your TBR list. Yeah. So I already had to look this up because I was like, uh, this is a difficult one. But it's called An Abundance of Catherine by John Green. And so it's about this dude from what I could see from the back. It's about this dude who is has already dated 19 girls slash women because he's quite young. Um, called Catherine's. <laughs> and so far, no like. And um, I think it's not a fantasy. It's not fantasy. So it's going to be something different. Um, I, I, I told you at the beginning. Shocking. That, <laughs> yes, I know, right? So I, 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 this year I wanted to read something that is not fantasy. I, I want to try at least a few books. Um, well, I did try uh, historical, fant- no, historical romance and I could not finish. <laughs> so I was like, sorry. But this one, this one sounds good. This one sounds good. And um, I'm looking forward to it because it sounds kind of like light and funny and also interesting. I never read anything like this. So I'm excited for this book, but it is short, which is also good because in case I don't like it, there's not too many pages of it. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it is a YA read as well. So they're traditionally a bit shorter, thicker, mm-hmm. thicker margins, larger text. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, definitely easy to get through. Um, my teeny tiny book on my shelf 
Um, that is the one that is the shortest book on my TBR list is The Hunter by Julia Lee. So it is set in Tasmania and it is about uh, the last Tasmanian tiger. Um, I want to say the right word for it. Thylacine, the last thylacine. And essentially, um, it, like this is a little excerpt from the blurb. It says an unnamed man arrives at a remote house on the fringe of a vast wilderness and soon disappears into the world of silence and stillness. His one mission to find the last thalassine, the fabled Tasmanian tiger. She is said to have been passed into myth, but a sighting has been reported. Um, and it, yeah, so it's super tiny. I bought it uh, in my last day in Hobart in Tasmania when I was there in January. So um, I wish I bought it earlier on the trip so that I could have read it while I was in Tasmania, mm. but it's a nice little souvenir to have um, and potentially one day when I just want to sit down and read a book in a day, I'll pick it up. Yes. I'm super slow reader, so. But this book kind of reminds me of a book that my husband bought me when we first started dating, and it was something about a dude going to Alaska, and they made a movie out of it as well. And um, it was this guy who was like, oh, I'm going to go to Alaska. And then he rocked up, and then he couldn't get back because there was, like, a river that was too big, and then he died there. But... <laughs> Short book, <laughs> very short book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of something like, like, like the hunter that you just mentioned, and I was like, this is interesting book. I wonder why my then boyfriend thought that this will be appropriate book, but I probably wasn't immersed into that world of fantasy reading. Or is it just like a yeah? Maybe it's like that idea of a sense of adventure potentially, or yes. the the idea that a lot of like fantasy books can be set in that um, like dystopian kind of world or not I mean not even dystopian just really cold world <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and well where I'm from Slovakia so that's kind of cold country so maybe he was like oh yeah, you will like it this is also cold <laughs> there you go <laughs> connection made <laughs> all right how about we spin the wheel one more time Let's see how we go okay. um I really want to talk about the book that's the prettiest so I hope that's what comes up now <laughs> Yes. Balance the ugliness. (laughs) Oh, it is. Okay. A book from your TBR list you meant to read last year but didn't. Oh, yes. Well, it is Blood and Honey. And I don't have it here, so I'm like, I can't remember what is the name of the author. (laughs) That's me being prepared. Uh, I have it in my living room because I have it there so I can read it. I bought it last year. I made a whole collection of candles for it. And then I haven't read it because people were commenting that they didn't love it as much as they love uh, Serpent and Dove. And I didn't want to be disappointed. So I was like, no, no, no. I will wait until the third book comes out, which is Gods and Monsters, which I already made a candle for that. (laughs) And now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to read it. But I'm still panicked. I'm like, what if I don't love it? So that's me. <laughs> that's how I read books. Well, but sometimes been... the first book is much better than the second book. Uh, no, sometimes the second book is much better than the first book. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. But I feel like a lot of people are saying that it's not the case with this series. Maybe you but need to pick it up, up when, you, when you are in a really good mood, pick it up. And then yeah. hopefully it just 
that float like that mood just keeps going yeah well hopefully <laughs> and it might I'm, not be when you have a newborn baby <laughs> <laughs> <We'll see>. yeah <laughs> um so bl- the blood and honey series is by shelby mahoran there you go. Yes, it is. Uh, my book from my TBR list that I meant to read last year but didn't was Milkman by Anna Burns. And this one won the Booker Prize in 2018. Um, it just strikes me as being a little bit unusual when you open it up. The characters don't really have names. They kind of just have descriptions. Um, mm. I definitely like the covers, this beautiful kind of pinky sunset and uh, that I found that quite striking, uh, but I just haven't, the mood just hasn't hit me and it didn't hit me last year. So mm. see how we go this year. Hey, Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mainly just really love pink books and that was probably why I bought it. Oh, that, that is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like my books are black. <laughs> that, I, that, comes with, that comes with fantasy. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining me on the Bookstore and Podcast today, Nicola. I've had a really lovely time speaking to you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the Bookstore and Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at the Bookstore and Podcast.